Hello, I'm Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher, and welcome to Two, two Peas in, in a podcast, podcast, a relationship advice show from two people who like each other very, very, very much. much. are you boo oh boo i am so good we just called each other boo twice in the first minute you know it's gonna be good when we're extra sappy today i'm in my the third trimester of pregnancy oh that's so good and i bring it up because it's like in one day my mind went from oh i'm pregnant to oh dear god i'm pregnant yeah when you mentioned that to me today i was it came to my mind, like, you're, you're pretty pregnant. Yeah. And you've been pregnant for most of a year. Forever. For, but then when you reach that third trimester and you start hearing that your baby's the size of uh, a football-sized fruit, a gourd? Something that seems more baby-esque and less weird. Yeah, like some of those early ones are like, your baby's the size of a banana. No. And I'm like, ah. no, 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 no. But the week before was the size of a bell pepper. I don't get it. But now I'm talking about holdable baby-sized fruits. Heads of lettuce. Heads of lettuce. Heads of cauliflower. Heads of broccoli. Any vegetable that comes in a head is basically the size of the baby inside of you. And yes. that is... That's cool. Cool and terrifying. It was terror. It's Yes, it's terrifying. It's a little bit of everything for me. But it, that's exciting. Baby's doing well. We listened to the heartbeat yesterday, which is always cool. I like it. Can I tell you something that I've been doing for good dad research? Yes. Okay, so the plan is when you have this baby that we're going to parent it together. We're going to raise it together Mm -hmm. as our child. And so that means some of the evenings and the nights and the days that uh, you might need a break or I just want to take part. I'll be, you know, maybe like bottle feeding the baby, not breastfeeding, bottle feeding the baby or holding the baby. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking for things to do on my phone that only take one hand. <laughs> oh, that's so, a good like, idea. Like, um, maybe watching a movie is probably not good because of their sound. And I want to be able to hear the baby and, and, and interact. But, like, what are good, like, one-handed games, you know, mobile games? So I'm okay, kind of looking. Okay. I'm not finding anything. But I'm, I'm trying to look for some, like, good quality, like, middle of the night, 3 a.m. But part of me wants to have the TV on because I love TV and I don't want to, I'm not saying I want it to be a digital babysitter, but I'm like, well, what if the TV can lull this baby to sleep? And that's so bad. Who, who would you want to influence your child? Peppa Pig or Top Chef's Tom Colicchio? Exactly. Uh, that's, there's a big thing here that you could have some little British pig doing whatever British pigs do, hanging up on their friends, being all sassy, or... The top chef, main host, owner of Kraft Restaurants, incredible bald man, delicious palate. I think, and I hope that our child just appreciates good food, and I think this is the best place to start. So I don't need you to find, like, one-handed... Plus, could you just never say the phrase, I need one-handed activities ever again? <laughs> I don't know if you really thought that out. Oh, uh, well... So I'm okay if you, like, watch TV or something. Okay. Well, okay, I'm not... I'm okay. Yeah, you're right. So this is Two Peas in a Podcast. It's a relationship show from two people that like each other very, very much. The first part of the show is P's and Q's, where we take a relationship question from you, our pod squad, and talk about it. Mm-hmm. The second part is the split, where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about and it. So 
before we get on to the P's and Q's, which is which is my duty for today's show, uh, I've got I just can't stop giggling because I have this big walking staff in the corner of our room, and I got it at an auction. And into the handle of the staff is carved this like wizard's face. You're, I've never seen you so happy as when you got this walking staff. <laughs> and it's looking at me from the corner of our room. It does kind of look judgmental right now. It's a very judgy wizard staff. I think it's the angle of the face. It looks like his nose is turned up at me. But I'm just looking at that and he's looking at me and I'm just thinking this is going to be a good, good show. I'll post a picture of the wizard staff. Super. Awesome. Okay. So, question. So, this question is from a little bit ago, and during the holiday season, we asked for some questions, and we had so many good questions. That I, uh, Stephanie had the uh, idea. And some few that weren't great. Keep it up. Come yeah, on, come people. on, come on. Jeez Louise. People. I don't want to give affirmation where it's not due. <laughs> Most of our pod squad nation is a very good question askers. But for all you slackers, you know who you are. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. One more time. Hey, you listener. <laughs> it's, you know, you're good. I like you. You're good. You're good. Here we go. Okay, so questions. And uh, you had an idea of look, look back through those questions and see if there's anything that we didn't cover. And there was a few and a couple that I thought were applicable, holiday or not. I know birthdays are big celebratory things. And this one, I think, goes for any time of year that involves gift giving. Val- I agree. Valentine's Day. President's Day. Uh, First Nations Day, all the days. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. So anyway, here's the question. And Rick and Jared did both hit on uh, on a similar note. So the question is, how do you buy gifts for someone who always says that they do not want gifts or something like that? For example, I just want world peace. Or for another example, I have everything I could ever want or need. And that, I don't think that was something that they said. You're just giving those I'm examples, I'm adding those right? examples. There's a lot. This could come in many forms. Many hidden forms. But you're, like this is the general, what do you want? And someone's like, nothing. nothing I honey. have everything I want. Right. And you know, in a relationship, you do... I know we buy stuff for each other kind of throughout, throughout the year, and sometimes we'll make bigger purchases. And so sometimes those gifts, financially, we've already, we really already have bought each, bought each, bought each other lots of stuff. Um, but sometimes getting gifts is fun. But then you're right. It is hard to be like, I don't know, what do I want? I don't want anything. I just want a fun experience with you. But I, I feel like I know the answer to this. Like, we don't even need to discuss it any further. Just buy him a gift. So what do you get someone who says, I want nothing? What would Stephanie get them? A subscription to no. Popular Mechanics. Nothing. If you tell me what you want, nothing. You give me no leads. Like, that's what you'll expect from me. Like, I'm not going to get you a card. I'm not going to get you Target. I'm not going to enable your behavior to not speak up for yourself. You will get nothing. Two things. I'm not a Sherlock Holmes individual. Don't Second, expect me to read your mind. I'm like, not, be an adult and no, ask for what you not want. Not even that. I'm such a nice person. You are a nice that person. That I'm not even going to assume that you're being passive aggressive and trying to ask me leading questions. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I have everything I want. I'm like, oh my God. You're 50 years old. There's something you're you want. You're so mad about this. I think I'm mad about it because, like, I think the reason I get mad about it is because the people that say no are the same people that get upset when you actually get nothing. What do I want? Nothing. So, I got you nothing. Well, now I'm upset at you for not reading my mind. Like, look. And this is why you are always so ready with a list of things you want when I ask you. 
well, but if you actually got me nothing, there's been yeah. times where you got me nothing, and I was like, okay, cool. I yeah, didn't say I wanted say anything. No. You never. That was a risk, um, but I made sure that we did do something, and I was like, that was for your birthday. We did that. It was a birthday. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 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 And you're like, yeah, I get it. So I think you're a rare. If I were to say that I wanted nothing and you were to get me something, I think I would be upset by that. That's very true. You would be more happy in that situation if I just literally didn't even acknowledge that it was your birthday. Well, it just takes me a long time to come to a decision about something like, what do I want? So if, I've, if I'm about to tell you what I want and then you don't listen... Then I just don't feel listened to. Right. So here's here's what I think in this situation you yes, should do. But here's what I think you should I do. I realize I'm also a rare bird. You are a very rare bird because, well, my, okay, so my mother, we've spoken of her before. St. Nancy, she's wonderful. Exactly. She always says, I just want world peace. Which is true. Which is actually very true. And so what we usually do is we get her like. Something that relates to world peace. Like a donation in her name. So we've yes. gotten her like. Uh, like here's how to teach you know women a skilled trade in a country where women need skilled trades and don't have those opportunities. Yeah, you know, just paid for stuff like that, or like soccer balls for kids, or a goat for a family, or something. So, and that's you know, world peace. And that's why I think in this situation, if your partner says I don't want something, the big thing that matters is rapport and what you know of them and your relationship. My first thought is, if someone actually says no, I'd be like, then I'm not getting it for you. Like, I'm going to show you that when you tell me that, that's what I take seriously. Mm -hmm. That being said, I know that that's not really true. So if I were with someone who I knew was saying, I don't want anything, but they actually wanted something, I think this is where you actually need to be (laughs) intuitive and look around at your relationship and kind of take stock at things that you notice that your partner might actually want or need. Yes. And go for the want before the need. Yes, the want. Because your partner probably needs a new set of cookware, but wants like a massage Ooh. or something like that. Yeah. So I would go for something close, so something more on the want side than on the need side. Right. And that's that's the thing with that, the rapport relationship aspect is because you could be a person that says... Just so you know, you said nothing, so I will get you nothing, and you won't be upset, right? Well, I wouldn't say that. Be like, just so you know, you said you wanted nothing, so right now I have nothing for you. I will say, some people aren't as forward with their emotions or wants and desires. and just kind of have like a thing of like, I don't want to put people out. I was like, mm-hmm. you're not as decisive. And so they're, they're, you may need to press a little bit more. But if you're with someone long term and they're always like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then you're just like, fine, nothing. Um, and then maybe just spread it out throughout the year. You know, treat them to some coffee here and there. Be a little more uh, generous in the other times of the year. Well, I think if you're with someone who says that they want nothing, I think what you're dealing with is someone who either doesn't feel comfortable saying what their needs are because right. they've been suppressed or because I do think there's a real thing such as mommy guilt, like... And I don't want to make light of that, that, well, I can't ask for things. I need to make sure I'm giving to others. Right. So if that's a real thing, then I think you're dealing with a whole different animal. And mm-hmm. then we're talking about the guilt over someone feeling like they can't make themselves the center of something. Right. So I think if that's the case, you could address that issue. Mm-hmm. It could be like, well, just for this day, it's okay if you have attention and I'm going to give that to you. 
Yeah. In which case, you might want to do something like, I knew a guy who once just put out a mattress, like, on the floor, not in a creepy way, and then had the kids bring um, mom fruit, and, like, they all rubbed her feet or something. Oh. And that's a gift. Like, that's time and attention, and that's being doted on, and then there's no guilt over money. Have you ever had a little kid rub your feet? They're not very good at it. I know, but it was more of the thought (laughs) of, I'm showing my spouse that I'm teaching kids that it's okay to take care of mom every once in a while mm-hmm. cool i like that Those so i some... think there's lots of ideas there's lots of ideas i think the other thing is if you so if you want to give time and attention you could do that if you're doing something that relates to money i think what happens is if you think you need to buy something you get worried about is this the right thing is it okay is it too much money mm-hmm. so always get a gift receipt always get a gift receipt and then say, I got you this. I know it might not be exactly what you want, but here's plus or minus $25 in the gift receipt. You're welcome to return it for what you think you want and be okay with the fact that they might want to exchange it. Yeah, that's good. Or like, I, I kind of like gift cards better than just giving cash because then I feel like you're paying for a specific experience rather than this is going to go just cash. I don't know. There's I love getting people cash because I'm like, everybody loves cash. I know, but I just want something. It, it doesn't stash. have a lot of personality. I'm about the experience. I know. I want, like, I love stuff, but I buy my own stuff. But I can't always afford, like, a cool time. And you do love any gift. I think I could get you almost anything and you would be so happy and appreciative. Honey, you could literally buy me anything. Yeah. And I would be thrilled. And I think you could buy me anything, and I'd be like, I don't, I don't care. You, I have bought you stuff, and you do not care. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we're just different. We're just very it's not different. Bad. Did you ever drink that bottle of crystal clear Pepsi? Is that still in the fridge? No, but I can't throw it away either because it was a gift, and it means a lot to me that you bought it. <laughs> I think I as I let someone else drink it oh, after a fine. year. Yeah, I mean. Usually Pepsi products after a year, that's when they're most aged well. <laughs> so I think that was probably the best But I never choice. threw it away because I thought it was so sweet that you thought to get it for me. I was like, oh, this is so sweet. I can't get rid of it, but so, I don't want to drink it. Final thought. The gift giving, you also have to, the joy in giving is giving. And you have to be joyful in how the receiver chooses to enjoy that gift yeah because it is theirs now it is not your gift it is their property so if they choose to just store it in the back of the fridge for a year barrel aging then that's fine just bring it up on a podcast a year (laughs) later hey crystal clear pepsi is an inherently funny thing because it's clear and we loved it so much that it went away for 20 years no, it's back. Maybe it's not back. Is it, anyway. Remember Blue Pepsi? That might still be Ooh. around. Yuck. Not good. Hmm. Anyway, so I hope that helps everyone with their gift giving questions because the season of giving is not just Christmas time. It is all the time and uh, birthdays and whatnot. So hopefully this shed some light on how you can better help those people you love. Mm-hmm. Especially the ones who never want anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> that is P's and Q's. If you have a question for P's and Q's, you can leave it on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash podcast, Or you can email it to us at contactppodcast at gmail.com. And that brings us to... <gasps> the Split. 
where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it. So what do we have on tap today, my love? Today, we're going to talk about why people cheat. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like hmm. I, normally I think I ask you a question to lead into it, but I just decided to hit it. Let's hit it. So this is from the Journal of Sex Research. <laughs> <laughs> That's a place. Is that a place? I don't know if it's a, it's a journal. It's, it's a, a journal, journal of sex research. Interesting. So the full title of the article is called Motivations for Extra Dyadic Infidelity Revisited. Can we just think about sex research for a minute? Just marinate on that. Well, the Kinsey Institute at the University of Indiana, to which one person in this room might have applied, that that's what they do. Like, they do sex, gender, gender identity. Really cool. Really place. fun, light I always, topics. I thought it was interesting. Well, then, here's what I love. I don't love anything more than someone who is passionate about a topic telling me about what that is. I think that is so great. So that is perfect for this right now because you love this. So you might be asking yourself the title, Motivations for Extra Dyadic Infidelity Revisited. What does extra dyadic mean? (laughs) Revisited? (laughs) We've been here before. So extra dyadic means cheating. Dyad, okay, because dyadic is your... Dyad is two. Two. So extra. Extra dyadic means... That's two more. (laughs) And it's by Dylan Sellerman at University of Maryland, Justin Garcia from Indiana University, so mm. Kinsey, and then Irene Sapelas, who's at Stony Brook. But I looked her up. I looked all of them up because they're kind of interesting people. But Irene wrote, a, or Dr. Sapelas wrote an article on the seven-year itch that we, I think we talked oh, about yeah. a while ago. So Dr. Suella? Sapelas. I, I might be saying that incorrectly because it's T-S-A-P-E-L-A-S. She, in the in the Peapod Hall of Fame, our yep. first twofer. Who knew Indiana was so freaky? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so Irene Sapelas is from Stony Brook. All right. And this is our, we've had her on here before, right? Well, not her personally, oh. but we've talked about her research because she did research on the seven-year itch that we talked about, uh-huh. I think. Very nice. Well, let's jump right in. So extra dyadic means cheating, essentially. Okay. So this research is talking about why people cheat. And I thought it was interesting because it's a question that everybody wants to know the answer to. It's the question a lot of people ask, especially after cheating. <laughs> why <laughs> That is true. That is true. So I feel like this is a good topic just all around. It happens a lot. And then this was published in December. So it's hot-ish off the presses. Ooh, I love that hot research. So this is revisited. So other people have done research on this, obviously. You've probably heard people talk about it on talk shows or something. But this is new, so why not talk about it? Let's do it. So the research they did was an internet-based questionnaire. And they sent it out to 495 young adults. And what made these folks different is that they were all self-reported folks who had committed an infidelity. So I I feel Mm. like calling them self-reported cheaters sounds light, but they've all admitted to cheating. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that takes away or adds to? Well, I guess you wouldn't. 
Who else do you want how to talk you, to? How would you get into a research project? Where you're like, I cheat. I don't know. Uh, I don't what? know. Have you ever cheated? No, but here's what no. I think. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, I get it. I get it. So, we're there. You know, if you want to know, go to the source. Right. So they went to the source, and then they did two different things. The first is they asked these folks the reasons why they cheated, and then they gave them a bunch of different scenarios, like. I'd fallen out of love or I was drunk and not thinking. So they gave them a bunch of those and then they saw which ones were true. But then they also tried to tie it to different personality factors. Okay. So maybe there's something more than just the opportunity, like you're hardwired to cheat. Yeah. So instead of it being, although one of the researchers is an evolutionary biologist, so he probably has a background in this, but yeah, we're not just saying like, well, the genetic blah, blah, blah does this. So you're one of them cheaters. Yeah. Okay. I got so it. So this isn't from like a DNA test or something. <laughs> so the top reasons that they listed for why these folks cheated are, you ready, Delbert? Top five. Top, wait, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Top six. Top six. Ooh. <clears throat> Which in Latin is sex. <laughs> I remember learning that in seventh grade. And all my friends, Giggling. we thought it was so, like, <laughs> I don't know why we were learning Latin in seventh grade, but. So number one, well, the first they listed there, lack of love. Lack of love. So these are folks that said, I'd fallen out of love with my partner. Hmm, that's that's kind of sad. Yeah. <sighs> number two, I shouldn't laugh, low commitment. <laughs> I'm just not that committed to you. That's I mean, basically I it. I feel like that's number one. It's like, why'd you cheat? I just wasn't that committed to you. Well, what? it wasn't number one. It's one of the many reasons. Oh, but man. Are these in like an order of importance or are these just like whatever? It's the order they listed them okay, in. Okay, okay. Alphabetical. So I wasn't <laughs> committed to my partner. That's, uh, yeah. there you go. There you go. I feel like that one's kind of like, well, yeah. <laughs> but then it gets into some deeper ones. So the third one is... Uh, esteem issues Ooh. so i wanted to enhance my personality or my popularity okay i want to be more popular so i cheated it's an interesting logic like it's not really logic that's part of our culture but i guess <laughs> it could be part of other people's culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you're the you're that guy who's that player yeah i guess i don't really have much experience with that but i feel like on tv i've seen that it's true yeah i this is a survey of 100 tv characters <laughs> uh number four is gaining sexual variety okay so you wanted greater variety of sex partners Hmm. i mean hey, that's the way to do it i don't yeah i'm like what can i say that's a joke about that nothing really <laughs> this is kind of well yep uh and then the next one is situational factors and it it's that you agreed that you were drunk and not thinking is that the one or is the last two that's the one that they reported oh, out okay. but there could be other ones okay i guess i don't know what other situations well, anyway. oh the situation is the drunk yes oh, okay not like oh no we're stuck in a in a ball pit <laughs> and all we can do is have sex are there any ball pits left in America outside of McDonald's? Do they even have them at McDonald's anymore? Oh, uh, so, I don't know. Short story, I grew up in Florida, and sometimes in the outdoor ball pits, there would be news stories that snakes were in them. 
Another reason not to go into ball pits, besides yep. the situational factors. Yes. Uh, and then the last one was you're angry. Oh, like maybe like a revenge or just yeah. Gar. I'm angry with my partner for whatever reason. Wow. Okay. So those are the top reasons that are listed there. Okay. Okay. So those are the reasons. But then they looked at so are there personality factors or their associated reasons tied to um, why people cheat. Mm-hmm. So something that they ended up finding out. So when it comes to lack of love or neglect, low or low commitment or esteem, the people that said that they cheated for those reasons had one thing in common. Okay. They had attachment insecurity. Okay. And attachment insecurity is when you're so insecure about yourself that you require outside validation. Okay. So even beyond your own relational world, you got to get out. You got to get out there. Yeah. So I'm feeling insecure about myself and my relationship. So I get it from another source. Okay. And so the article went on to say, and here's where it got, I think, really deep, is that people that have attachment insecurity, I mean, sometimes it can come from the relationship, obviously, but a lot of times it comes from early childhood. Where oh, wow. Really? This is what the article says, where folks are really insecure about themselves and their relationships. Mm-hmm. So they cope with that insecurity by detaching themselves from the relationship. Okay. So it's like, I know this person. Okay. This person I'm with says they love me. I don't believe it. So I'm going to go get this. Like, it's just like, that's the only thing I can think of to describe that. Yeah. Feeling. Basically. So, like, like you're I'm so a- self doubtful that you can't take what you have of being like, this is good. And you're just like, that's not that's not true. You know? Or like you might even think your relationship's okay, hypothetically. I'm sure there's tons of reasons. Like mm. it's okay, but if I can have one other person or five other people give me even more security for how insecure mm. I am, then I'll feel even better. Like uh, if this doesn't work out, I can go somewhere else. I don't think it's even about leaving oh, necessarily. Okay. It could hmm. be like, so I'm married to someone for... I don't know, 20 years or whatever, but the entire time, like, I have these childhood issues from X, Y, or Z, so I'm cheating on my partner with this person and this person and this person, because those people make me feel better about how insecure I am. Okay. I get it. I mean, I get it. It's it's just very heavy stuff. It's super deep. You're doing a very good job of reporting on it. Thank you. Good work. And it's also really sad, too, because then... then I feel like in our culture, when we talk about cheating, it's always like Carrie Underwood and think before he cheats and I'm going to slash your car. His car. And it's all these like guys that are drunk and stupid, which is a reason on here. Like, or, or the woman could be dumb and stupid. Yeah. But then I think when we talk about the human factor here, they're talking about, no, this is a human being that you has really deep seated issues and they're acting them out in this unhealthy way that. Well, there are, there are no songs in popular songs about the guy cheating because he had um, unresolved like childhood issues. I know like, that's not that's not what we learn about in most of TV and most of our media. I know there's nothing about like motherhood abandonment and how that relates to. I you know. just feel so insecure. <laughs> I gotta have validation outside of our relationship. Attachment insecure. Yeah. <laughs> 
Not a hit song. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest you is not covering that. The, the top hit, Attachment Insecurity by Bruno Mars? <laughs> <laughs> not a dance number. I'm sure he could make it a real banger, though. That's for sure. And so, like, I don't want... I'm not trying to excuse behavior that's obviously harmful and hurtful in relationships. But what makes this article special compared to other things is that a lot of times the only way that research has talked about relationships is what's called the relationship deficit model mm-hmm. or basically says like there's all this other crap but it's terrible so someone cheats mm. it's like this takes another step and actually considers other factors that other research hasn't considered okay so it's not just the i'm fed up it's the there's a lot that goes into it yeah hmm. i mean sometimes there isn't like you know this isn't explaining everything yeah, you know, and but... we're not like saying cheating's okay you know definitely work on your relationship get counseling there's a lot of opportunities to make things right in a relationship yeah but if that is a hard part in your in your relationship there's a lot of reasons why yes any final thoughts or words on this study Steph? different reasons why people cheat and then you know a few of these are related to attachment insecurity but that also doesn't mean that attachment insecurity is the only factor mm-hmm uh related to there the article talks about other ones but that was the big takeaway from this okay very very nice well done well done and if uh, any of you would like to check out that article for yourself stephanie you'll send that over and we will put that right up in the show notes uh, of our episode that you're listening to right now also down in that show notes will be links to our facebook page and to where you can go to uh, our home on apple Podcasts, or you can rate and subscribe and leave a review That would be super helpful and really awesome. I love reading those good, good reviews. You can also subscribe to us on Google Play and SoundCloud and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. All right. Well, we will be entering the third trimester and hang out there with us. We'll be back next week on another great episode of the P-Podcast. Stephanie, anything else? Buy your spouses and partners good gifts, and we hope that after listening to this podcast, (laughs) you learn that you can like each other very, very 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 much. much.